What is going on, you guys, and welcome back. Finally, I know, I apologize. We had a short little three-week break. Felt like it was a million years, though. But anyways, welcome back to the Know Your Worth podcast. This one's an exciting one. I think it's perfect timing, given that it's the new year. People are, you know, doing their uh, New Year's goals, New Year's resolutions, and that's good. I support that. It's a very good thing to do. But what I would suggest is that people do that year-round, Rather than just doing it on one day of the year, not sticking to it. Some people, not everyone, some people just uh, follow that for two, three weeks because they don't understand how to goal set. So that's really the point of this podcast is we're going to talk about goal setting, faith, and then just becoming the best version of yourself, which we're all, I think if you're on this earth for the right reason, once you realize this, we're all on this planet to better ourselves and become the best version of who we are. Otherwise, what's the point, right? We live one of these things. Why would you not want to become the best version of you? Is there's, I just don't see a reason to drag on 90 years, 80 years, 100 years, however long you live, being mediocre or being 50% of who you could have been. I, I don't know how people settle with that mindset. It's very confusing to me. So let's start off with um, talking about 2020 real quick. I just want to kind of revise 2020. And if you guys follow me on Instagram, which if you don't, Dante Sal B3, feel free to do that. I'm not forcing you to. Um, a bit of a goofball in there, but you can go ahead and follow me if you'd like to. I did make a post, however, on the new year uh, talking about, I basically said fuck 2020, but more importantly, thank you to 2020. And I stand by that because while 2020 was the probably one of the roughest years we've ever had, um, ever. I would say that it was also a year of learning and a year of creating, not only for myself, but I think for this world as a whole, if you took this from the right perspective, if you've taken the past year um, as a learning experience rather than just, you know, torture or <laughs> turning it into a negative, there's a lot of positives that can come from this. And I just like to share some of my points, points of views on that as to why I look at it that way. And I just wanted to say thank you, first of all, to all of you guys, because you were a big reason of what made 2020 so great. I was able to relate to a lot of you, um, help a lot of people, which I'm very grateful for. I got to talk to a lot of you guys. Um, I'm fortunate enough that in my coaching calls, I've been able to meet a lot of you guys, which means the world to me, because I don't get to relate to you on a deep level as much as I'd like to just talking to you guys through comments on TikTok and Instagram. So thank you is my point to you guys, because... It, I think not only did it hold me more responsible as a person, I think it helped me work on myself a lot throughout this year, being it that I grew so much on TikTok and I was able to have an influence and hear that from a lot of you guys. It made me push myself that much harder to better myself and anchor in on the things that I, that I know were true to me, which is the stuff that I share with you guys. So it, it allowed me to do some reflecting and just kind of, like I said, anchor in on the things that I believe and stay true to those things. So I think the point with 2020 is as rough as it was, let's try and take the positives from it. And I don't mean to sound cliche when I say that, but, you know, I think, you know, bearing that people are able to have a good perspective once we come out of this, I think you'll look back on 2020 and say that you should be more appreciative for the things that you have. I think out of all the things to learn from 2020, that's probably one of the biggest ones is one, not taking things for granted. Um, because I think, you know, the old saying is you don't realize what you have until it's gone. 
And that's not just with people. That goes for items, too. That goes for experiences. That goes for really anything. Like, I guarantee a lot of you that are maybe still in high school, as much as you dread high school, as much as you hate going to class, you probably miss the interactions that you have with your friends and the experiences that creates going to dances, you know, goofing off in gym class, whatever it may be. You take those things for granted until you don't have them. So uh, that's one of the things I would say has been a big reflection for me personally. Just those really little interactions that you have, the people that you get to see on a daily basis that now you don't, it really, it takes a lot out of you. Like we are social creatures. So that's been tough, but I think that'll be one thing for sure. And then I think one of the second biggest realizations for me that I've always like stood by this, but I think, you know, coming out of 2020, it's been a really big realization for a lot of people is just learning how to treat others because I see now the other day I was actually driving down the street and I just stopped at the grocery store driving down the road and this guy was just smiling at cars and then flipping them off with a smile on his face. He did it to me and I pulled over off to the side of the road after that happened just a little a little ways down the road and my first reaction was I want to turn around and kick this guy's ass. That was my first (laughs) initial reaction because in a time that we're in there's no need to spread negativity at all. Um or bring people down. Like there's, we deal with so much as it is already in our life. Life is hard, you know, bring on 2020 and then everything else that's going on in the world. There's no reason to have that going on. So that was my first reaction was to turn around and kick this guy's ass. But for me, you know, I always take a step back. I always tell people take 10 seconds before you react to something like that and think about it. So that's what I did. And I said, you know, that's not who I am. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Um, I'm definitely someone that likes to encourage people and have a lot of sympathy and empathy for others and those are two very different things so I sat there and I said you know what let me uh understand where this guy's coming from and I said if he feels the need to do that he must be in so much pain there's no reason for me to go and make it worse otherwise I'm just as much of the problem and so I said I'd rather you know understand where he's coming from and learn but for me you know someone that's already doing that it's kind of a waste of time you're not going to change someone's mind that doesn't want it changed and I don't know this guy So for me, it was better to just move on with my day and just forget about it and let it go. So that's the biggest thing I would say is number two, though, like I said, is just treating people with kindness and leading with uh, sympathy and empathy. If you don't know the difference between those two, I encourage you to look it up. Sympathy is really just I hear you. Empathy is I feel you. And that goes a lot more into detail. But that's been a big realization. And I hope a lot of people can take that away as well. And... I always tell, you know, the clients that I coach and even people that will DM me sometimes on Instagram and they'll ask me, how did you get your perspective and how did you shape your mindset the way it is now? I tell them one of the things I like to practice every morning is at the end of my meditation, I'll say, if I was to die tomorrow, how would I want to live my life today? But when I say that, I like to think about all the little things that I would appreciate and the interactions that I would have with people and maybe the things that, excuse me, I would say, knowing that it's my last day. Because when you can have that frame of mind, you're not going to worry about if people reject you or if you feel stupid or if maybe you did something that was a little embarrassing, you wouldn't care. You'd be like, this is my last day on earth. Why would I have that mindset? Because it really may well be your last day on earth. You don't know. So that's kind of how I frame that mindset every single day. And it helps. It's helped me a lot. And now it's kind of just the way I live my life. So it's just, you know, habit and routine. But that's something I'd encourage you guys to try. Um, so yeah, that was just kind of my reflection on 2020 and there's a lot more, but that was the main points. And I felt like I should share that with you guys. Um, for those of you that asked me my advice and 
kind of just how I frame my mindset. So hopefully that helped a little bit. But with that being said, I'm extremely out of breath. I don't know why. So I'm going to take a drink real quick. Uh, not of alcohol, by the way. <laughs> I'm drinking matcha. But uh, anyways, let's get into um, goal setting real quick. So I have a lot of people ask me what my goals are, um, how I set my goals. And the biggest question I get is how do you stay motivated? So let's start with that. Um, I like to tell people I think motivation is shit. I don't think it's bad, right? Motivation can help. It really can. It's not a bad thing necessarily. But when you're solely driven by motivation, that's why you see a lot of people quit on their goals after like a month or two. Because that motivation is not going to last when you're driven and you build habits and routines it becomes habitual that's what lasts and the way you do that is by anchoring in on what are your whys why are you starting what you're starting why are you doing what you're doing what's a bigger purpose other than you things of that nature so if you haven't done that i would start there like make a list of what your whys are what are the things that drive you um what are your oh like what are you chasing that's that's usually what I like to tell people. And when you can think about that, like when you when you wake up and you're like, I don't want to go to the gym and you think of a bigger purpose, like for me, one of mine long term, I'll give you one is I like to think about being a father and I want to be the healthiest, strongest, best version of me possible so that I can live a life where I'm able to experience things with my children and my wife for a long time, not just when I'm in my 30s and my 40s and my 50s. But when I'm older, when I'm in my 60s and 70s and 80s, that's going to be really important for me. So that starts now. And that's why I take my health so seriously. That's why I eat the way I do. That's why, you know, I train almost every single day. That's just why I live the lifestyle that I do. And so for me, that's one of the things. It doesn't have to be yours, but it can definitely be if you'd like it to. But think about what your whys are. Start there. And then, you know, you can add your motivation on top of that. But don't make the motivation the reason that you're working out or the reason you're betting yourself or starting that business because it won't last and then as soon as excuse me again as soon as it's gone you're screwed you've got nothing to rely on you haven't built up that um oh i like to call it like almost a power ball of reasoning like you can't look at that and be like okay this is why i'm doing what i'm doing because you didn't know what it was to start with so start with that first that's my biggest piece of advice And then when you goal set, what I do now, um, and I've learned this from mentorship, is when you write down your goal, you have to be as specific as possible as to how you're going to achieve that goal. So for example, if I wrote, you know, I want to be 225 pounds of lean muscle um, by the end of 2021, I want to be able to bench press uh, 345 for five reps, something of that nature. I can't just put that and expect to achieve it because I don't have an action plan. So when I say I want to be 225 lean muscle, then on the right side of my paper, so on the left side, I would write whatever my goal is. And then I'll go to the right side of the paper and I'll write down how, literally just put how. And then I'll write like a paragraph or two of how I'm going to do that, the action steps to get there so that I know how to do it. Because that, so this is the way I look at it, right? So the gym I go to, Um, sometimes it's packed, sometimes it's not with COVID. It's been, you know, a little more bare, um, a little more on the dry side of people being there. But as soon, like two days ago, after a day ago, excuse me, after the new year, I went and there was all these new faces, people I've never seen. It was packed. And I knew, 
I just knew, and I'd, I'd rather I'd rather not think this way, but I just know because it happens every year. I was like, I'm not going to see any of these people ever again. I'll, I'll maybe see them for a month tops and they'll be gone. And I don't want to have that mindset because I'm an optimistic person. But I know for a lot of those people, uh, all they did was say, okay, I want to go to the gym this year. I want to be more consistent. It's, again, it's not going to last. So for you, put your how and then write an action plan. Say, I'm going to go to the gym um, for the first month, I'm going to go to the gym three times a week. I'm going to go at X time and I'm going to be there for this long. I want to lose this amount of weight and this is how I'm going to do it. I need to be in this amount, this amount of cal- uh, caloric deficit. I'm going to eat these foods. I'm going to drink this amount of water. And then I want to be this weight at X day. Like that's how you do it. You have to create the action steps to get there. And then, gosh, I'm just out of breath. Holy cow. Um, then you can look back to and track like, okay, I tried this. I've been doing this for three weeks. Now I know what's working and what's not work and what's not working. So then, then you can track too. That's another good part of it is you know the action steps you've been taking. Are they working? And you can get help with that too. If you don't know how to lose weight, for example, you don't know what you need to be doing. Do your research. I always tell people like you can learn anything online if you want to. Everyone relies on everyone else, and they need to get uh, help from everyone. And well, I can't do it because I've never learned it. I, it, you're never going to start if you need to have all the answers. You will never start and you're never going to get there. Start where you're at. Another thing that helps a lot for people is habit stacking. So if you've never been to the gym before or you've never gone running and your goal is to run six, seven times a week, 98% of the time, I would say, for people that just jump straight into it and they go from zero to 100, it won't last because you haven't built up the sustainability. So if you want to run six days a week, start with twice a week. Once you become consistent with that for three weeks to a month, then jump to four days a week. Then you can build your way up to six or seven, right? So that's another good thing to do if you've never done something before. That's what I would recommend. Or if you're getting back into the flow of something. Um, and then, you know, something else that I wanted to add to that was faith. Because, again, if you rely on other people as your motivation or you're relying on someone else to push you and force you to do what you need to do. Typically that's a bad thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing to have an accountability partner. That's that can be good and positive, but they have to be on the same page as you. But more importantly, you have to have faith in yourself. And I think the best way to develop faith is to understand what it is. And in the book I'm reading right now, actually it's really good. Um it's called Think and Grow Rich. And I meant to read this a long time ago and I've read a lot of similar books. So this is kind of reiterating some points. But in the book, Napoleon Hill talks about faith and how to develop it, which can be really confusing because there's a lot of science behind it. But um, I highlighted some things in the book that I wanted to read to you guys. I think it will help you frame your mindset properly before you start setting all the goals. And I think it's going to help you guys believe in yourself a lot more because success starts with belief in you. And if you don't have that, you're going to be lost and you're going to quit. At some point, you have to believe in yourself more than anyone else around you. And I can tell you that to be true with everything I've accomplished in my life. Not, I'm not saying I'm extremely successful. I've accomplished a lot of things. But, you know, being a college athlete, um, you know, building the foundation and the following that I have now on my social medias, things of that nature. Um, it wouldn't have been possible if I would have listened to what everyone else told me. It just wouldn't have like plain out and simple. So let me read this for you guys real quick. Um, hopefully this will help. Hopefully you can take something from it. But um, it says faith. That's a headline. Then it says faith is the head chemist of the mind. 
when faith is blended with a vibration of thought and the subconscious mind instantly picks up the vibration, translates it into spiritual equivalent, and transmits it into infinite intelligence, as in the case of prayer. Um, and then after that, it talks about love, faith, and sex. And it says, love and faith are psychic, related to our spiritual side. Sex is purely biological and related only to the physical. The mixing or blending of these three emotions has the effect of opening a direct line of communication between the finite thinking mind and the infinite intelligence. Faith is a state of mind that may be induced or created by affirmation or repeated instruction to the subconscious mind through the principle of auto-suggestion. An auto-suggestion is just positive affirmations and feeding yourself the right info. So another term for that is transformation of vocabulary. That's something that I teach to my clients, and it's I think it helps a lot of them quite a bit. In the beginning stages, it can sound a little bit cheesy. You don't believe it. But once you realize, like, we are what we tell ourselves, you really start to understand it. Um, and especially if you take the action steps to to make it kind of a habitual thing, you see the difference between when you're giving yourself negative thoughts and how you act upon them versus positive thoughts. And so when you talk about developing faith, you need it explained. I think this is the best way I've ever had it explained to me. Uh, so let me explain this to you guys and hope you can understand it. It says, this is talking about someone that gets into crime or someone that becomes, you know, not necessarily a serial killer, but I'm just going to read it. It says, when people first come into contact with crime, if they remain in contact with the crime for a time, they become accustomed to it and endear it. If they remain in contact with it long enough, they finally embrace it and become influenced by it. This is the equivalent of saying that any impulsive thought, which is repeatedly passed on to the subconscious mind, is finally accepted and acted upon. So, upon, excuse me. So basically what that's saying is when you put yourself in a state of mind or in a situation and it's constantly constantly repeated, that's what you become. So then it goes further along to say the subconscious mind pros, uh, proceeds to translate that impulse into its physical equivalent by the most practical procedure available. And in connection with this, consider against the statement, all thoughts which have been emotionalized give feeling, in other words, and mixed with faith, begin immediately to translate themselves into their physical equivalent or counterpart. So basically, whatever we tell ourselves becomes our reality or our physical reality. And that's really the best way to explain it. So as much as that was a negative thing, talking about crime, the same goes for positive. So if you feed yourself the right thoughts and you tell yourself the right things, the physical equivalent of that oftentimes is success. And success meaning you become a better version of you, both spiritually, mentally, emotionally. And then what falls along with that is money. And I think for people that become sustainably successful in money terms, in wealth, more often than not, it's just a scorecard for how many people you've helped. So if you want to become rich, help more people. The more people you help, the more wealthy you become. They go hand in hand. Now, you'll see people that are rich that you don't help anyone those people are going to be miserable. Those people are going to go broke at some point, And those people are going to live a terrible life. So do not envy them in any way, shape, or form. Um, <laughs> uh, it drives me crazy talking about that, so I'm not going to get into it. But understand, too, that we are the own, like we're our creators of our own misfortunes. So you hear a lot of people say, like, I'm, I have bad luck or I'm a very misfortunate person and everything bad happens to me. You create that in your own head. Every day when you give yourself bad thoughts. 
So here's another good part of the book. It says millions of people believe themselves doomed to poverty and failure because of some strange force over which they believe they have no control. I'm going to read that again. Millions of people believe themselves doomed to poverty and failure because of some strange force over which they believe they have no control. They are the creators of their own misfortunes because of the negative belief which is picked up by the subconscious mind and translated into its physical equivalent. I hope you guys picked up on that. It's so important. (laughs) It reiterates my point. Whatever you feed your mind becomes your reality. If you envision success, you are that much more susceptible to becoming successful. If all you give yourself is negative thoughts, you are going to be your thoughts. So if you're telling yourself, um, I'm miserable, my life sucks, I'm never going to become anything, you're going to stay in that state of mind your entire damn life. You need to change the way you talk to yourself. It's so critical. So that was a long rant, and I'm sure I butchered some of that reading, so bear with me. I'm still out of breath, but... Uh, hopefully that helps some of you guys in terms of having faith in yourself and understanding that when you're uh, goal setting and when you're creating these um, milestones for this year and what you want to become, and what you want to achieve, you have to believe in yourself. It's it's the starting point. It's the foundation to anyone successful and anyone that accomplishes anything big. And even if that's just you, become, you know, going to the gym four, five, six times a week, it's going to start with that. You have to believe in yourself and what your ultimate goal and what you're striving towards. So start with your whys, like I said. If you need to play this back and go through it again, if it'll help you, feel free to do so. If you guys are still confused, go ahead and reach out to me on Instagram. I'd be happy to walk you through how I go set and, more importantly, how to um, track your goals. And then once you hit them, how to plan for more goals. So planning every single week, planning every single day, having daily goals, having monthly goals, and then your annual goals. It's important to have all of them. So hopefully this helped you guys. Um, I'm sorry it was a little bit of a rant in terms of a podcast, so I hate when I do that, but um, I just felt like this could help some people. And um, yeah, let me know what you guys want to hear in the next podcast. I have some stuff planned, but let me know what you guys would like to hear. I might be talking about investing um, and then some money management stuff, which I'm not going to tell you guys to take my advice on necessarily like investing and whatnot, but if I can help in any way, I'd be happy to again. So love y'all. Have a good